spend my dollar. It's not about what you want, it's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a nacho edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. This might be our most unique episode as we welcome Alabama's very own luchador into our ring. Alabama superfan, Nacho Alabama. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, back in November, the podcast travel team uh, was in Tuscaloosa for uh, the Austin P game. And one of the highlights amongst a weekend of highlights was uh, having Nacho meet us up in Sessions Bar uh, downtown, my favorite bar in Tuscaloosa. We had a sort of a post-game meetup with sort of our travel team and an extended group that was traveling to Tuscaloosa uh, to hang out with us. Uh, We met up at Sessions and we asked, hey, Nacho, come come hang out with us. And uh, it was the coolest thing to be sitting there, group of people hanging out. And here comes old Nacho uh, in full regalia with his hammer walking in. We're in the back. And so everyone's like, who's this guy and where is he going? And he comes and sit down, sits down with us. Uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty darn cool sort of event. And then to get to spend time with him, talking to him, you know, asking about the origin story behind the Nacho and, uh, and then just really getting into uh, a lot of uh, a good, fun conversation, him telling stories about, uh, you know, sort of the being Nacho. And so, what we want to do is capture some of that and uh, and share it on the podcast. So that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to pass it off to the interview. Hope you enjoy. Go. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And have we got a treat for you tonight? We have Alabama's very own luchador make an appearance in our ring. None other than Alabama super fan, Nacho Alabama. Nacho, thanks for joining us tonight. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. 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 I remember, you know, you meeting up during the, uh, at the Austin P game and, and uh, you met up with the group of us. Uh, we had sort of our podcast travel team out and you met us up at sessions. That was such a great time. We enjoyed hanging out with you and uh, you know, wanted to share some of that with the, uh, with the podcast audience. So, so we're absolutely just ecstatic to have you with us tonight. Talk to us about, now this is probably a question you get, uh, a time or two again, but uh, tell us about the Nacho origin story. <laughs> well, uh, it all started from a, uh, a cruise. My wife and I went on to Costa Maya, and the short the short story is I was left unsupervised for about two hours in Costa Maya, and uh, I bought the poncho. And after I bought the poncho, a guy brought me into his store and uh, sold me on the mask. And, um, anyway, I snuck back on the boat. My wife was, had already gone back to the boat. That's why I was unsupervised. And I came back in and went into the bathroom and put on the poncho, put on the mask and came out and, ah, you know, (laughs) and, uh, it was, it was quite funny. She did not find it as amusing as I did, but, uh, that was where it all began. You know, it was just a goof, you know, and, uh, uh, she told me I couldn't wear it to the games. And I told her, I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it. And, uh, when I first started wearing it, I only wore it on the fourth quarter. You know, the fourth quarter, everybody's throwing up four fingers. Yeah, yeah. That was when it was okay for my wife to to let me look like an idiot. So anyway, I put my stuff on. I pretty well stayed right in our section and uh, didn't do much more than that. 
and then a couple of games later, uh, we had a cupcake game and uh, my wife uh, decided not to come. So again, I was unsupervised. So I started walking around and uh, before you know it, you know, after a couple of games, people quit, you know, being, uh, being afraid of me and uh, started wanting to take pictures with me and it grew from there. And now I go to every home game and uh, I, I walk all over the stadium, meeting fans, taking pictures and generally trying to get the crowd fired up. You know, that's that's what I've tried to take on is, you know, you know, it's part of my job, you know, because right. when I'm walking around down there on the bottom track, you know, a fair amount of people are, you know, you know, they see me down there. And if I'm getting fired up and I'm trying to get the crowd fired up, you know, maybe I make a difference. Nice. Nice. How long, uh, what, what season did you start? You started fourth quarter, sort of ramped it up. Uh, what, what season was mm -hmm. that? Uh, 2018. So yeah, 2018 was the first, uh, the first season that I, I started taking it to games. You've got a little bit of mad. Well, probably more than a little bit, you know, you started a, a, a magic behind what you're doing. You started in 2018, you know, my fingers tell me that's, you know, four or five years ago. And in and, and, mm -hmm. and all the good ways, it feels like it's been longer than that because you're you're sort of ingrained into the lore uh, or the, the, the lore of, you know, uh, game day in Tuscaloosa. You're on all the broadcasts. Every time I watch an Alabama game on on TV, they make a point of, you know, showing you and, you know, newspapers and, and websites. You're sort of ingrained into the culture. Like, how, like wh what's your thought on just how quickly? Is it surprising or... Was it sort of strategic or like, what was your, like, wow, you, like you really sort of like bloomed, blossomed. And so it feels like you've been around longer than you have because you have such reach with, with uh, Nacho Alabama. Mm, yeah, it's, it's wild how, how everything's gone with that. Um, you know, it really did surprise me. Um, I started, I guess it was two years ago. I started making, I made a TikTok video. Uh, the first one I posted was um, one when I, I met Coach Saban at Baumhauer's and where I got a uh, picture with him. And I've got a fantastic picture. Uh, if you look on any of my social media, you'll see it. And uh, anyway, I had a little bit of video and then I had two or three pictures with Coach Saban. One of them, he's kind of looking down at me with a funny look on his face, you know, like, well, who is this weirdo? But Anyway, I, I put them all together in a funny little video and it was like, you know, 30 seconds and it's got over half a million views. Wow. And that got me going like, wow, that's that's wild, you know, and it's fun. It's fun to post things out there and and, and interact with people. And, um, you know, so it grew from there. And I had always gone to the games, but I'd never really gone to the quad. Very limited going to the quad and walking around. And uh, two years ago, right after, you know, after COVID and all that, I said, man, I'm going, I'm going full bore. I'm going to go all over the quad. I'm going to get there early. You know, I'm going to meet as many people as I can. And I'm going to go to the game and I'm going to walk around the stadium the whole game. And it, you know, it, and it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I guess, you know, I've, I've built myself into a game day tradition because I have so many students that are like, Oh my gosh, you know, I got to get my picture with you again. And, you know, and it's, it's like, if, if they don't get a picture with me, then, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, uh, it's it a bummer, but uh, yeah. I, I love it. 
Fantastic. What, you know, you talk about game day and, and spending time on the quad. What's sort of your game day sort of ritual or routine? Uh, you know, if it's a mid-afternoon kick or, you know, what are the what are the points of campus that you try to that you try to make before going into the stadium? Yeah, okay. Well, the first thing I do now that I've got a scooter, I've got one of these little two-wheeled electric scooters which is an absolute lifesaver because I used to walk about 13 miles on a, on a night game, you know, and that I would just be dead. I could barely stand the next day. And so, yeah, so I got this little electric scooter and man, I mean, I cut that down in half. I mean, it is amazing. And I've got several tailgates that I can hook it up and charge it. So, but my, my, like on my favorite is on a night game, like a, you know, an, an evening game, night game. And of course the quad gets rolling at, you know, 11 o'clock. So my, my tradition is now I go to the Waysider and eat breakfast early, early, like as soon as they open, because it gets so crazy in there on game days. And they, and they love me. They love when I come in there. A lot of times I'm not dressed up. So I just come in, you know, and get my breakfast. And then I uh, get back to my daughter's apartment and she's within a mile of the stadium. So then I get on my, uh, my little, uh, you know, my little two wheel, and electric scooter and i go all the way to the quad and then i go to i go by and see a tailgate the crimsonati group i go make sure you know i go by and stop by them and then i head down to where the million dollar band is practicing down at the practice field next to arby's and i try to go there every game if i can go down there and i watch it for about 30 or 40 minutes you know watch them doing all their practicing and then i'll get back and come back to the quad and uh, and help the Crimsonati group set up their tailgate, you know, putting that, you know, bringing the drinks, doing all that stuff. And then pretty much walk around the quad, the the whole rest of the, you know, pregame. And um, I try to go to the end of the stadium about an hour, hour and a half before the game starts. And uh, I find that I, it's, it's not as crowded and I get to meet more people. Yep in there and uh it's I'm more easily accessible you know and so people that normally you know would you know to, to move through all the crowds and stuff it's not as bad early and uh so that's that's pretty much it and then the whole game I'm walking around and then then afterwards I just try to get back to a place to crash and burn you know <laughs> talk about the the process with uh you know with the mask and the poncho uh, does security ever give you a hard time or do you have to sort of Clark Kent, Kent it or like, how does that work? At home games at Bryant Denny, uh, it is, it's really not a problem. They, okay. they all know who I am. I mean, when I'm walking around the stadium, I'm knuckle bumping all the security because I walk yeah. to, like every section. So they all know who I am. They know I'm harmless and I'm just there for a good time. And my, uh, the funniest thing was last year, they changed the security that runs, I think it was last year. Uh, that runs the outside, you know, to get in. And I walked up and I had all my stuff on. And the lady that was running the gate, she's like, no, 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 you're going to take off that mask and that hammer you can't bring in here. And I was like, what? I've been doing this for like four years. And I said, can you ask your supervisor? And uh, she went over and she said, yeah, sure. She called over the supervisor. He looked over at me and said, that's Nacho. Get in here. He's a legend. I'm like, there you go. I gave him a knuckle bump and I tried to knuckle bump her. She didn't want to have nothing to do with it. All right. All right. Oh, that's awesome. Talk about, uh, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, talk about, you know, other stadiums. Uh, I saw you on, on TV for the, for the sugar bowl. 
man, there's got to be some stories about Nacho down in New Orleans. But uh, they showed you, uh, and I don't know if you knew that at the, at the time, because it looked like they were on the ground level and and you were up in, in the stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kansas State had just scored to go up 10 to nothing. And behind the mask and everything, I could tell you just had a whelp sort of expression like, oh, we got our work cut out uh-huh. for us today. And uh, and then uh-huh. fast forward, Alabama does does what they do. But uh, do, do you tell oh, yeah. you go to road games or what sort of your away package for Nacho? Well, I, I try to go to as many road games. Uh, of course, I, I live in Mississippi, so I always go to, like last year, I went to Old Miss, I went to the Old Miss game, and um, and then we go to the Mississippi State game, and like we'll go this year to the State game. And uh, usually, uh, it's it's not a problem. I Now, when I go into the stadium, I'm usually Clark Kent. I got the, I got the mask and the poncho in the back. Now, that's at Ole Miss. At Mississippi State, they don't care. And I've, I've been there, I think, three times with this hammer. This is the one that I usually have trouble getting into the stadium with because, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just yoga mat foam and a little bit of PVC pipe. But, you know, like uh, Auburn, they were not having it. They were not going to let me bring that in. And uh, Ole Miss won't. But Mississippi State, you know, everybody's walking around with cowbells. So they figure, hey, you know, what can a foam hammer do, you know? But uh, what surprised me was the Sugar Bowl. When I went down to New Orleans, I brought my inflatable hammer. I have this, if you see me, and I probably in the picture that you were looking at, I have this inflatable hammer that I can, of course, shrink down and put inside my bag, get inside, then take all my stuff off and put it on, and then I'm free to go. But uh, at the Sugar Bowl, uh, I brought it, and uh, I, I talked talk to a guy when I was going to, I went and ate breakfast with a million-dollar band in New Orleans. And he's like, man, why you bring? Why'd you bring your other hammer? And I was like, well, I don't think I can get in with it. Man, New Orleans, they let them bring in all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. So I went back and got my regular hammer, and uh, of course they didn't have any problem. Just let me walk right in with it. So uh, yeah, I was really thrilled to be able to to roll with this hammer. Its its record is uh, is undefeated. Nice. When I can go to games with this hammer. Now, the only game that I've been to at Bryant-Denny that we lost, of course, was the LSU game in, in what, 19. Yeah. And, you know, they would not let me bring my this hammer in, and I didn't have my inflatable hammer at the time uh, because of the president being there. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I, I, I can't claim that one. I can't claim that one. And when I went to the national championship, I had to bring my inflatable. So its record's not near as good as, as – my uh, my good big yellow. <laughs> did, uh, did Nacho hit up uh, Bourbon Street, little Pato's action, or uh, how'd that how'd that work out? Uh, I didn't hit Pato's. I've been there plenty. Um, I I toyed around with the idea. I had kind of worked out a deal with my wife um, that I would come back right after the game since it was an early game. Sure. I certainly had the invitations to go to to go to Bourbon. Um, my yeah, you know, the the college kids love me and the fraternities, they they were all I mean, I had several groups like, Oh man, you gotta come to Bourbon. Uh, I could not, I don't know, probably it wouldn't have ended well if I would have gone down there. I can't imagine a lot of good things that would have come out of that. <laughs> I'm sure it would have, have been a blast, but, uh, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh it was a fun time. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. There were some recent pictures, um where Nacho made an appearance in uh, Las Vegas. I have to think there's a lot of things, uh, or there's not a lot of things that surprise people 
in Las Vegas. But uh, Nacho uh, on the strip, that had to be pretty iconic. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, I, I made a funny little video. I mean, I was trying to decide, you know, am I going to really bring, am I going to bring all this? Because I'm, you know, it's not that, that much room. But I know my wife and she doesn't wake up till like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So, and I'm an early riser, man. I'm up at six regardless. And so I'm like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, all right, I'm bringing it. And then when she's sleeping, I'm going to go do my thing. So I did. And uh, I got to, yeah, I, there weren't that many funny looks at me. You know, like I said, there's enough, enough weirdos walking around in Vegas, but it was really cool getting to go and see all that. I'd never been to Vegas before. And uh, it was, it was super fun. And, uh, you know, got to go to Pawn Stars and got to go to Fremont Street. And it was just, it was really cool. I, I missed out on a great opportunity though. They have this thing on Fremont Street, you know, they have this, this big dome that goes over it, you know, that's basically a big screen. Well, they have this zip line that goes from basically one end to the other. And my wife, I, it shocked me, but my wife's like, you need to put Nacho on and go do that. And I was like, heck yeah, I do. But, I, you know, it was like 90 bucks. I was like, no way, because I didn't bring a, a GoPro. And so you had to win or anyway, you had to rent a GoPro and all that stuff. But okay, yeah. she gave me the go ahead. So I was like, wow. awesome. So I went back the last night before we left. Uh, I went back and I was all primed up. And uh, I asked her if I could wear the poncho. And they were like, yeah, that won't be a problem, you know. And so get to ready to get started. And they were like, well, you can't wear that mask. I'm like, what? I was like, man, I can't not wear the mask, you know. And so they're like, no, you can't have any kind of, you can't have any kind of hats. So I was like, this is attached to my head anyway. And they wouldn't let me do it. So it was a bummer. But how cool would that video have been? Me flying through the air, you know, like a superhero. I was I was gonna get a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good video out of that. Nah, that would have been that would have been phenomenal. You know, I, I you know, I, I did, you know, a spoonsful worth of, you know, research. And so the 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 luchador mask, and you you know all of this. Uh, it has like it's 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 deemed a little bit sacred in in sort of the culture, and it has it has its roots all the way back to uh, to the to the Mayans, and uh, it, like mm -hmm. in the wrestling the wrestling sort of community, it's uh, it's it's grounds for automatic um, disqualification if you intentionally remove uh, a wrestler's mask. So you should have called fire ah. when they were telling you to take the mask off. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I should have done. <laughs> uh, if I'd have known what I know now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Has, has, it, has anyone ever tried to take it off? Uh, no. I mean, I've had, well, I've had people kind of wear the mask. And I'm like, man, you don't want to wear this mask. <laughs> Especially like on a September not, game and I've been sweating not, in it for eight not, hours. They're like, you do, you do not want to have anything to do with it. But uh, no, not not really. Uh, the only time I had somebody told me I had to take it off was when the Secret Service came up and uh, tapped me on the shoulder during the during that same LSU game, and uh, guy tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, "Sir, you're gonna have to leave, lift your mask." And I was like, "Oh!" And I could see the little squiggly thing, and I was like, "Oh!" And I'm thinking, "How many crosshairs are on me right now? I've got to be quite the target." <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. Where 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 we were sitting, uh, we were actually really close uh, to to the president's box, and uh, and you can see sort of tucked in above some of the the four corners where they have uh, the TV screens tucked away mm -hmm. uh, above those are are snipers' nests, 
and mm-hmm. I've seen them occupied before. And uh, and so, like, it's no joke. You may probably literally have been in crosshairs. <laughs> oh, I know. I absolutely had that feeling. Like, I mean, I've been hunting before. And, you know, when somebody's in a tree stand and you don't see them, but it's like you can feel it. You yeah. can feel eyes on you. And I'm like, man, and it just was like a cold chill. So I propped up my mask, you know, where it was basically like a hat. And then when somebody wanted to take a picture, I'd pull it down. Yeah. Another reason why we probably lost that game, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we won't get into that, but uh, but, I, but I hear you. Oh, man, goodness gracious. So, you know, you're, you're wearing the mask. You're walking around the, the stadium. Uh, you're taking pictures, just contributing to, to the atmosphere. What's the experience, you know, Nacho – like watching the game, tracking the action uh, on on the field, you have to sometimes just call a timeout or hey, I'm going to sit and watch the oh, second yeah. quarter. Or what's what's sort of the give and take? There's a little, there has to be a little bit. What's sort of the the model oh, that yeah. you use for that? Well, I'm watching the game the whole time. I know it may not look like it, but when you if if you follow me on there, most of the time I'm moving with the ball along the track. Uh, yeah, and. If I'm moving, and so I'm trying, and there's certain angles like on the corners where the end zone is, you can get a good, you know, a good angle. I, I love being in the corner, especially when Alabama scores in that corner of the end zone. It's one of my favorite things. And so I try to work my way down so that if it's a you know, play on that end of the field, I'm in that corner. And a lot of times people will be, you know, tapping me on the shoulder, wanting to, and I'm like, you're going to have to wait to the end of this play or wait to the end of this drive, you know, so, especially like the A&M game last year. I mean, yeah. that was our whole season. At that time, you know, with, with that loss, that would have been it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were right there on the goal line. And, man, I'm running around, you know, trying to get the crowd fired up. And I'm just like, this is our whole year right here. Right here. If we can't stop them. And, uh, you know, of course, it didn't end up, you know, not making the, making the pass. But, um it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the games. Now, if it's a blowout, I'm, sure. I'm not as in tune, you know, I'm, I'm watching and, you know, every once in a while, but you know, a cupcake game, I part of the reason why I love going to the cupcake games because I don't want to worry about the game. Right. You know, I mean, I can, I, I, you know, I'll watch the uh, close for the first quarter or so. And then once it starts getting in hand, then I can go and go up to the upper levels, the upper bowls and go meet people and uh, it's more about the fans than it is the games. But, but yeah, it, it, I love it all, but I, and I am watching the game. I am paying attention. No, that's good. That's good. What do you think about uh, – this has been a busy week, uh, you know, for Alabama football, uh, even though, uh, you know, the offseason. What do you think about uh, new OC Tommy Reese? I'm, I'm, I have high hopes. You know, I've, I'm always – I've always said, you know, trust if, if Coach Saban says, you know, this is the way, that's the way it's going to go. You know, yeah. you know, I trust him. I trust Coach Saban. You know, he's the man, and uh, you know, whatever he says, go. But I, I like, I like the different approach. I think that's what we probably need. You know, with the past few years, we've had throwing quarterbacks that could, you know, that were mainly we put the ball in the air, especially the last, you know, the, with with Bryce. And now, you know, it's kind of a question mark at quarterback. And we may have to lean back into that running game that we've had, you know, that we used to have, you know, the, you know, ground and pound. And uh, we need a OC that is, you know, more in that line. And I think he is. I think he's a run the ball yeah. kind of guy. And, uh, you know, and that way it takes some of the pressure off the passing game. So when we have to use it, 
um, you know, it's not as much, but it's more effective. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, whoever the quarterback is and, and you know, this next season, they're going to be much less experienced. And uh, maybe their maybe their upside talent is more than what Notre Dame has had. But, you know, first Saturday in September, they're not. They're going to be more they're – they're, they're not going to be able to play up to their talent. And they're going to need, much mm-hmm. like Tommy Reese did at, at Notre Dame, is sort of protect the quarterback, you know, using uh, the running game, the offensive line, the tight end and such. And so I think that at least early in the season will bode well for Alabama, and we'll see sort of where it goes from there. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic as well. I, sh- I share that, uh, uh, you know, that perspective. Uh, what about uh, defensive coordinator Kevin Steele making his third uh, appearance in Tuscaloosa? I I think it's a good fit. You know, I I've heard the rumors and stuff about Pruitt coming in as what a uh, as a advisor. What is it? An analyst. Um, yeah. Analyst. Yeah, yeah. and them basically kind of working in tandem, um, you know, and, and still doing, you know, his things and until Pruitt, whether they figure, you know, whatever they figure out happens with Pruitt and the violations and stuff like that. You know, I think that's kind of the way to keep him in the wings until all this blows over. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't, I don't know, but I, I mean, I, I think that the defense, I think we certainly got all the tools and the talent, and uh, I think that, the, you know, from what I've heard, you know, he did a heck of a job in, in Auburn with very little to work with. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting big things, man. I'd love to see some absolute just awesome defense. I want that like 2000, you know, was it 17? I mean, and just where it was just turnovers and scooping scores and yes. interceptions and to where the defense was just a massive part of that game. And, uh, you know, and just absolutely you know, teams just hated to play against that defense. That's what I want to see again. I mean, that's when a running game can, you know, you tie that up with a running game and, you know, that kind of situation. And you got, I think, recipe for success. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I think uh, I think there's a lot to that. Get some of those non-offensive touchdowns, take uh, more pressure off the quarterback, play a little complimentary football, sort of get that dialed up. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's super exciting. Now, too, you've talked about some of the videos and you're right. I've seen a number of them on uh, on on the Facebook. Where can people find you? What are the outlets where people can go and, and participate in uh, some of the cool stuff that you're putting out there? Well, I do. Um, you can look up Nacho Alabama um, on uh, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I don't really do um, the, uh, I don't do Twitter that much. But it's pretty the best way to find me. Just Google Nacho Alabama. Make sure it's got the O at the end and it's got, you know, you do that, it pops up. It's got all my links and it's also got, you know, the newspaper articles about me, TV, you know, interviews I've done, stuff like that. And it's easy access to all my, all my platforms. Nacho, is this your first podcast? Am I your first? First podcast? No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're my first podcast. I did do an interview with a student, um, but it was uh, more of a, an interview for a class subject. So yes, you are my first podcast. All right. We'll cherish that. You you showing up at A-Day. Nacho's at A-Day, right? Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. Go, go. Where can we find you at A-Day? You said softball. What else? um, Well, um, for um, A-Day, I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is and stuff. I should be, you know, on the quad if they're doing, I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what we did this past year, but I'll be in the stadium early 
So if nothing else, you know, you can find me there. Um, I will be going to some softball games this some or this spring. I'll be going in February, uh, February 24th to 26th. They go into gymnastics, softball, maybe a baseball. And I don't know if they're playing baseball. Anyway, baseball and the basketball game. I'm definitely going to the Georgia game, basketball game. Fantastic. I'm super Fantastic. jazzed. I hate I haven't made it to a game yet, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go see them play. Fantastic. We're getting uh, trying to get a, a podcast crew together uh, to go to A-Day, and so we'll track you down. And uh, listeners, if you're out there uh, going to any of these events, uh, you got to search out Nacho. You got to get a picture taken. You got to shake his hand. Uh, the coolest dude in Tuscaloosa, and uh, there's a line, so seek him out, right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Fantastic. Nacho, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate uh, you joining us tonight. And, um, dude, give us a big roll. Give us a big nacho roll tide. Roll tide roll. I love it. it. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks for joining us tonight, nacho roll tide. And we're back. Man, that was a lot of fun. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed uh, talking with Nacho, uh, spending a little more time, uh, really digging into some questions and and understanding a little bit more the sort of the call it the backstory and just the day in the life, uh, game day in the life of uh, Nacho. Certainly hope uh, you enjoyed it. Again, at the end, uh, you know, or maybe it was in the part that not recorded. I, I don't know, but you know, we talked about hey, we don't do a lot of off season stuff, and so we're trying to look uh, at off season. Uh, you know, all season topics and all season things that we can spend time with. And uh, what a fun way to, to do an all season podcast uh, than talking about Nacho, Nacho uh, Alabama. Uh, certainly a lot of fun and uh, truly, truly uh, a great guy. If you have a chance, a day or another time, game day in Tuscaloosa, uh, to run into Nacho and, and, uh, and spend, spend time with him, uh, I absolutely encourage it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. I've made reference a couple times to the Alabama travel team, uh, the podcast travel team. If that in any way intrigues you, email me, Alabama, uh, uh, Alabama football podcast at gmail.com. Uh, ask some questions. We'll get some dialogue going around that, and uh, we'll see if uh, uh, see if we can't make something work for you uh, there. We are planning uh, something of uh, a get-together uh, around A-Day. Uh, if we can make the logistics work on that, and it's not too late to be a uh, sort of a first circle participant uh, on that. And so if that, again, if that in any way interests you, uh, drop me an email. All right, there you go. This has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast, Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out, a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. 
Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.